No matter where we celebrate the Mass, it could be in the grandest basilicas of the world, think of St. Peter's or something like that, or it could be the most humble little lean-to chapel in the middle of the jungle somewhere. It could be in a great cathedral in one of our major cities around the world, or it can be in this beautiful church here in Pensacola. No matter where we celebrate the Mass, we can say that this is the center of the universe, of all of creation. Even as I say that, I kind of raise my voice like the center. That's not overdramatic. It really is. Because we believe that God is here. We touch the infinite, the eternal, the everlasting for a brief moment of time. It's heaven and earth come together in this mass. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I don't know how often you think about it. You know, I, sometimes I look around and I'm like, what are we doing here? We all kind of just come week after week. We stand, we sit, we kneel, we stand, we sit, we sing, we do this and that. But it's not just going through the motions. We show up and God becomes present to us in word and sacrament. It's pretty awesome. And today, there, this is done hundreds of thousands of times all around the world. At least, I figure, 200 times in this little diocese if the priests are all working like they should be. No, so Mass is being celebrated all over, even in this diocese. But, don't tell the other parishes, but this is the center of the diocese right now, I believe. Not because I'm here as the bishop so much, but because what we just heard in the first reading is actually being fulfilled. It's happening right now. In the first reading, the the apostles in Jerusalem have heard with great joy that people a hundred miles away in Samaria have been baptized in the name of Jesus. They've accepted the faith, and now they're incorporated into the body of Christ. But it says the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on them, so the apostles knew what to do, or the Holy Spirit told them what to do, that they should head out, not in a car or a plane, but they should start walking a hundred miles so that they could lay hands on them, pray over the people, and impart the same gift that they were given. As they received the Holy Spirit in the upper room, now they believed and they knew that it was up to them to transmit that to the rest of the faithful. And that's been happening for centuries, generation to generation. The apostles have been passing on the Holy Spirit through their successors, the bishops, which is really awesome. The, they, the, the apostles we know in the Acts of the Apostles, they needed help as the church expanded, so they ordained. They didn't use that word. They laid hands on certain men. They called them overseers or bishops. And they laid hands on others. They called them presbyters or priests. That happened right after Jesus, and it's been happening continuously ever since in an unbroken line. I know that my ordination... I was ordained by Archbishop Wensky, who was ordained by Archbishop Lagi, who was ordained by someone who was ordained by all the way down, all the way back. I know the actual names all the way to the 1500s of those bishops, and there's a couple of saints in that line, which is pretty awesome. Um, and I don't know, though, which apostle I go back to. So I'm just going to claim one. I claim Thomas. Thomas is the one who laid hands on someone, who laid hands on someone, who laid hands on someone, who laid hands on me. But nonetheless, I don't know if it's Thomas or Peter, but I'm going to go with Thomas. But nonetheless, it's important that we know that this is an unbroken line. 
and today you get to receive the same Holy Spirit that our ancestors received. It's pretty awesome. And Jesus in the Gospel says, if you believe, stay close to me. When I go back to my Father in, in, in the Ascension, we will send you the Holy Spirit, an advocate, he called it. An advocate is like better than a best friend. An advocate is another self, another you, who speaks on your behalf, who supports you, who defends you, who helps you when you're weak or, or struggling. And our advocate is no less than God. So I urge you, not just you who are to receive the Holy Spirit today, but all of us to recognize that dignity, that gift that you have been given, that all of us have been given. It's a gift, not just another gift, but the gift of God dwelling within us. And trust that God is with you and call on God. This is a good thing to do. Whenever we need anything, we should ask God for help and he'll give it to us. I'm not saying, God, I want a million dollars right now or God, I want this. But God, I'm really confused right now. God, I'm so angry. God, I'm lonely right now. God, I feel like I don't know what to do. I need your direction. I need your help. Help me, Holy Spirit. And he will. I'm not saying automatically you're going to hear a voice in your ear or see a vision. You might. But I can tell you, I can guarantee that God will help you in time. He will reveal the truth to you. He will reveal that you are not alone. You are incredibly loved and cherished by God. He will give you direction if you call upon him. This is what God wants us to do. This is the gift God gives us in the Holy Spirit. So I pray that you and all of us may use that gift, may call upon our God so that he may work in and through us. May God bless you today on the day of your confirmation and all the days of your life. May you always remember that you are not alone. You are not without direction. God is with you. Call upon your gift, your God, and he will always help you.